Talking Reggae Podcast. As always, I am Jay, and my special guest tonight has returned to the Talking Reggae yeah. Podcast. He's got a new album <laughs> coming out on March 11th called All for Love, and that's what he's here to talk about. Please welcome Dylan Kiave. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back on. Stoked to be here talking with you. It is absolutely my pleasure, and um, we are doing this little deep dive into the album that you've got coming out and man um it's really cool i really dig this album and i don't i don't quite know where to start about all the <laughs> thoughts i had when i was listening to this but uh i'll do my best but let's just start with how long have you been working to get to this completed album now so i've actually been working on this particular set of songs for like uh over a year i would say and uh the three there's the three singles that i released last year one of them i came on to talk with you about um th those three are going to be part of this group of songs but yeah i would say i've had like all of these in the works for the past like year at least so it's been a long time coming but yeah yeah you know one thought i had when i was listening to this was this doesn't sound like an album that was thrown together or something that you just right. kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's a really, really impressive album, man. It really is. Thank you. It's, it's really like, it's exciting. It's, it's got fresh vibes on there that people might not used to be used to hearing. Yeah. First thing I noticed, it was common to a lot of the tunes. You, you have some really lush harmonies on there. Like, the harmonies are just thick um yeah is that do you consider that part of your sound is that is that part of your recorded sound just that that thickness to all the vocals yeah honestly uh vocal harmony is one of my favorite aspects of any genre of music i've always just loved the sound of voices coming together and like forming chords you know and so i i definitely use that as a big part of my songwriting process i a lot of times, like hooks, especially, I love to have like the big, big harmonies to make it like, you know, make that part pop. But uh, yeah, man, I, I would say that that is usually like the focus of the songs at first is the vocal harmony. And then um, I'll work my verses kind of around that, like, you know, but it's always the starting point is like, how can I make this hook into a nice, thick harmony, you know? And it's, it, I re also really like to play with like call and response vocals, like just all the different things that back, like harmony singers can do secondary voices. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to mess with. Do you do all your own harmonies or, or most of your own harmonies? I do. I do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I, I like doing the falsetto ones a lot. It's also fun to like, I find that lower harmonies are more difficult to, uh, stick to for some reason. Because my, my voice just wants to, my brain wants to take it to the lead one when I'm below, you know, mm. whereas like a high harmony, it stands out to me. I can, I'm like more, I don't know. I can focus better on the higher harmonies for some reason. Mm. That's interesting. Um, for me personally, like harmonies are a huge hole in my game. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at um, hearing them. I'm terrible at seeing <laughs> other people. It's, it's just, uh, you know, been singing lead for so long, I guess that it's just, I always right. want to gravitate right towards the lead one. But I do dig what you're saying because when I do 
come up with some decent harmonies, it's always higher. It's never right. So I definitely did what you're saying there. You know, I'm fortunate that I got a couple guys in the band to do that for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you hear those harmonies in your head as you're coming up with your melodies? Is it all there, or is it something that you lay down the lead and then step up to the mic and just start layering stuff? Yeah, I think it's definitely more the second one. I would, uh, I, I'll come up with the lead melody, and usually when I'm making the lead melody, especially like the hooks, I like to try to find a melody that is conducive to adding uh, harmonies. You know, so a lot of times in the verses, I'll get more intricate with the melodies, but in the hook, it it is a little bit more simple, I guess you could say. So then it allows for more harmonies. But yeah, I just once I get to the harmony time, I'm always just like trying different voices you know just trying different stuff and it really helps to like have a piano in front of you because then that that simplifies everything you know you can just see it visually and then attack it that way yeah i i try to use music theory the same thing like right, the chords yeah. like where should this go but then i always end up doing just kind of parallel harmonies that aren't interesting and so right. that's, when I, that's when i go okay i'm just going to stop doing this and let the professionals handle it um totally. <laughs> I, I, another thing i really like about the album man is you have a lot of different vibes like you've got you've got <clears> stuff <throat> where like um well let's go let, let, let me lay a couple tracks on you okay because it's yeah. stuff that i picked out for for specific tracks like um the tune um keep you warm it, right. it it's got like it it had like an like an 80s r&b vibe to it like there's there's like you you've got some vibes on the album that are you would have heard 30 20 40 years ago and you've got some that's more modern um but talk to me about keep you warm first because like i was definitely like i remember being like my first memories of being a human in the 80s were like i had a radio and i had like the local r&b station on and right. like that's what i was hearing and there's some sounds that came through and keep you warm. So, um, am I, am I totally <laughs> off base or is no, there, you're not, is that vibe you're not, there? man. That, that vibe is definitely on that track. I, I, I love the, uh, the digital elements. I love like how the eighties incorporated all, like they really went in as far as like trying out digital stuff and just seeing what could fuse together, how things could work. And so, yeah, man, I, I I appreciate what you're saying about like, you know, recognizing the different styles, the different influences, because that's something I've tried very, you know, for a long time to develop a sound that can work with different like genres of music, different styles. But yeah, keep you warm. I think um, that one, I definitely ha I like the, the classic like 808 drums, you know, like there's those little like blips and all the little like synth hits and stuff that really that really popped out. And a, a lot of uh, the work, uh, me and the producer, Patrick Izone, we were working together to kind of create that vibe that pays tribute to the, that classic Digi era, you know? But, you know, it's funny because when you listen to like that dig Digi roots from that time, it's so different than like the 80s, like pop sound, the R&B sound. So I, I really wanted to try to find that middle ground and, yeah, this, 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 that track was really well put together by uh, production-wise by Patrick. Yeah, man, it really was. And I, I love eclectic music, like um, especially, especially from artists these days because everything has been so just thrown around. It's, it's, it's tough to find 
I know the purists, but you know the, the purists are only going to find what they're looking for forty years ago, right? Like it's it's gone. Right. Yeah. Um, so I personally love hearing different flavors and things because that's what creates new music. I mean, that's what created reggae in the first place was the different things yeah. they were hearing from Mento to American R and B, American country. Uh, you know, that's what leading into ska and rock steady and like that's it's other flavors came and made new music. That's how rock and roll was made. It's how all you know. So I obviously yeah. love that because I know I'm going to hear something new, something different, which is what I'm hearing on your album. Um, there's other tunes. Thanks, man, yeah. yeah, man. I like the tune like there for you, which is like, there's a lot of like electronic, right. a lot of electronic vibes going on where, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, that... I'm getting, I'm getting a feel like, um, like two thousands dance hall, like yes. those types of vibes yeah. and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> so like, I, I love it, man. Um, talk to me about that tune. How did, how did that tune come about? So that one was an interesting one, man, because I wanted to have one track that was, like you said, it had that, like, you know, you're getting all the right eras, man. Like all these influences, <laughs> that, that like early 2000s kind of driving energy, you know, almost like a club feel, but still like, you know, I'm not like that high energy, like hype person with my music, you know? So I approach it from a very like, uh, like mellow or like introspective kind of way. But, uh, but I still wanted to have at least one track on the album with that nice driving uh, musical force behind it, you know, so that we definitely stepped out of out of my comfort zone with that one. But uh, I, I'm glad that we put it on there. I'm glad it made the album. Um, it's it's a refreshing song. I think it's cool to have it like, you know, early on as well. And I think, yeah, man, I, I'm always open to trying new genres. I never wanted to position myself to just be like a reggae artist because originally i was a folk musician and i played punk music i played like all different kinds of stuff so i want to i want to keep exploring wherever the influences take me you know and i think that was a, a good example of <laughs> just trying something new well it doesn't sound like it's outside of your comfort zone man and i would say like for you if i if i was to to the vibe I get from you is very smooth, um, very soulful. And I think that right. playing to that voice that you have, there's any number of, it's not so much the genre. It's like you said, like, you're not going to go out there and be hype because that's, that's yeah. not what you do. So it's, it's like, that's more important than the actual genre. I feel like you could slide into any genre as long as it, you know, it's, it's tailored to what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's the goal too. I want I want to kind of take a chance in different styles and see, you know, like what how the different um, the different messages can come across. You know, because I think every music, the vibe of the music itself, it kind of can send out different messages. And then when you couple it with whatever story or message you're trying to tell, it's it can just bring a new element to it, a new twist. And it's just, it's always refreshing, you know, keeps it interesting for everybody. Yeah. Do you have, so when you're working with your producer, do you have a vibe in mind when you walk in there or is it something that you work out together or something maybe, or maybe it works the other way. He brings something to you. So yeah, this one was actually a little bit of both uh, up until this album. I had always made all of my own arrangements, all of my own productions. And then I would bring them to the producer to kind of like revamp and add like some final finishing touches. And, but the majority of all the arrangement was all like just stuff that I did in my home studio. 
And uh, this album, we uh, we brought in some a few session musicians on a few different tracks. We I worked with Patrick on um, having him start the the production from scratch and then work it like work out his own idea and then send it to me. Like um, I think there for you was one of those tracks actually where we just talked about a vibe that we wanted and it was literally uh, we were throwing different things and we said like an early 2000s kind of dance hall, like clubby vibe. And then I just, you know, let him come to me with what he got from that. And so it was cool to kind of share that, that workload with someone else, you know, cause I, I've always been so like, I want it to be me. You know, I want everything to be me. I want to play as much instruments as possible on the album. And to kind of give up some of that control was very like, rewarding and refreshing like i'm very glad i went that direction i am too i mean you know not that you weren't getting it done on your own but um, (laughs) i think it's so hard to find the right producing partner for something like this the danger of working there's there's lots of dangers of working with producers you know for the first thing is that somebody might have the gear but not know as much about music as you would like for a producer and they you know maybe they made a beat or two that's cool but you don't really know them another danger is they go well this is what i do and then they try to shoehorn you into that that's not what i'm hearing what i'm hearing from patrick is he really knows how to write or, or how to how to produce for your voice for your songs yeah, man. And I think he he is a producer that really will take the time. And, you know, we had a lot of Zoom meetings. We had a lot of phone calls, sessions where I was just at his house in his studio. And we were like, just going over the vibe that we were trying to create. And I think he's very good at hearing the artist and reflecting that in the production instead of like hearing the artist and then taking it and like trying to put his stamp on it. You know, I think he's all his work is very, very unique. It's very um, it's just refreshing. He's he's a he's a workhorse, man. And he's also someone who musically he brings a lot to the table. He's got the chops musically and then he's also got the chops production wise. So, yeah, man, he's a one is super talented uh, producer. And I'm just very blessed to be working with him. Honestly, Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, this this entire album is really well put together. Um, I, w- I want to talk about Love Ain't It. Um, there's, uh, I guess, some right. 90- I guess some '90s vibes on that one. Um, yeah. I, really, I really dig, I really dig that one musically. Um, but but let's talk about. We haven't really started diving into your lyrical themes yet. Um, okay. Talk to me about the lyrics and talk to me the the theme of Love Ain't It. So Love Ain't It was uh, kind of one of those things where you know over the course of like relationships and different things like that. Um, when they come to their end or when you're going through things, when you're healing, um, you can get in your own head. And it was one of those songs where I had the chords, but I just was so stuck in my own head about like, just whatever was going on. And, um, it took, it took actually like a text message from my mom that was saying like, you know, I love you son, but, but my love ain't it. You know, like that's not all there is. You know, I want you to be happy, basically. Like, so don't like. She's just trying to get me to get out of my head, you know. But it kind of just made me think, you know, like there's there's a lot 
to this process of of loving someone, of growing apart, of finding new relationships, of like just growing apart with people that you may have grown up with, you know, like just all these different things. And it's easy to get stuck in your own head. But I think, you know, having like just a placeholder, even if it's as simple as like, well, I know my mom loves me. You know, that's like a good starting point when you don't, when uh, your brain is kind of telling you all these other things. And so for that one, I just kind of use that as just a way to kind of just psych myself up to just get out of, get out of a funk. You know, that's the main theme of that song is just like, just talking myself up to get out of the funk. Cause that, that happens over the course of any relationship, you know, there's ups and downs. And I also wanted to include like a reflection of like the, the downs in my, you know, tribute to love because i think it's part of the full circle man it and is man. you gotta experience all that stuff oh yeah it's yin yang man it's it's i mean it's everything right and and how would we know how great something can be if we don't know how bad something can be i mean that's just <laughs> yeah that's just part of life i mean unfortunately we need a measuring stick and that measuring stick can be extreme mental anguish and and losing people we care about or or whatever but that's deep man that's a really heavy theme um but it's something relatable because we've all we've all been through that and we've all gotten stuck in our own heads like that you know yeah man i think it, it's it's funny too because like around that same time i had like a little a little uh i want to say like nephew or something and they were like just going through their first breakup and stuff and they're all like you know think it's the end of the world and it's, just, it's the same thing you know like we just get so caught in our in our own like assumptions and our own conclusions that we draw from situations. And it's like, sometimes we just need like a little reset, something to help pick us up out of that funk. And yeah, that's kind of just what I wanted to reflect on in that song. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that like, we can't talk to an older version of ourselves. Right. You know, when we're, when we're young, right. because yeah, that yeah, version yeah. will tell you like, man, like don't even, like don't, don't even, even stress. Like you, yeah. know, like, <laughs> like you know, all these years from now, you're not even going to remember that person. You're not even going to like. It's just like you know, because life just moves on. And um, be excited about what's going to come next. That's what I wish I could have told my younger self. Forget it, man. Just be excited about what's going to come next because you're going to build better and better. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, man. but it's a great, it's a great way that you frame that. Um, let's move on to chatty chatty. I, I really dig this too, man. So this is, this is like, for me, you swing back to um, more of some straight up right in the pocket reggae vibes on this one. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, so that one was, was a super fun one. You know, uh, Kiki is, uh, is my homie. He's a longtime friend in the music scene. He's played with a number of artists over the years. He's a keyboard player as well. And, uh, yeah, man. He, he just came over one day and just had these chords that he was working on. And, uh, I just told him, let's lay it down. And in, in, I want to say a couple hours, we just threw that together, just having some fun. And, uh, I love his voice, man. It's so unique. It's so like, it just, it makes you smile every time you hear it, you know, <laughs> like it's just, it's very nice, but yeah, for that one, it, his hook was very funny, you know, like he, he just came up with it on the spot. You know, we were just taking track and raw vocals and he just came up with it. And, uh, so that was the theme of just like some, sometimes we just talk too much, you know? <laughs> and, 
And yeah, man, I, I love that theme too. Cause that's just another crucial part of just any relationship, you know, with, with your friends, with anybody. It's just like, sometimes, you know, communication is everything, but there's a point where we're just like, bro, we just need some silence. You just need to allow that space to breathe for a second. <laughs> yeah. Which is a really nice way to say it. Cause like there's, there's much worse ways that you could say that to somebody. I, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love the tune because like, it's a fun tune. Um, it is relatable. It is, um, you can hear that both of you having fun in there and there's humor in there. So like that, yeah. that tune really stood out to me too. Like, man, I'm really enjoying listening. Yeah. That one was a fun time, man, honestly. And, and we wanted to keep it like light, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, cause you can take from like the blunt messages, like sometimes you got to shut up, but it's like, yeah. nah, we just, we wanted to just be playful. It's like, nah, dude, so we're, we talk too much, you know, sometimes we just keep our mouths running for too long and I'm guilty of it just like everybody else. So yeah, yeah. I mean, just man, have fun. I have my own talk show. So I obviously, <laughs> the funny thing is that like, like when I'm, when I'm not on here, I don't really, I don't really talk a lot. I don't really talk too much. Um, Right. But I can talk about music forever. So it's like you Same. get, you get with some people and I might just sit there and not say anything. But if like they start talking about music, it's like and they're like, holy, you like you can actually talk. Like, yeah, right. Get me on music <laughs> or sports or something like that. And like I, I can talk. But um, I feel that man. Yeah. Uh, if not, I'm, I'm going to be quiet and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know anything about anything else, man. I don't know anything about life. I, I don't know right. how to fix a toilet or a car oh, or something man. so what am i gonna do yeah dude, it's, it's 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 a trip man but it's cool like having to put yourself out there for like the sake of a talk show or, or being an artist whatever it is like i think it, it's it's part of the process man it's fun because i i grew up with like crazy social anxiety i was always a, sh a shy kid and you know having to write these songs and like talk about them, perform them, talk to other people about like what they're taking from it and stuff. And I think it's great, man. It helps me just learn how to, you know, better understand my own point of view, I guess. If anything, if nothing less. Do you, do you still have issues with social anxiety? I mean, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's something that goes away. I think yeah. as you get older, you just kind of learn how to, um, how to work with it, you know, and it's not like something you look at as like a negative aspect of myself. It's like, nah, this is just how I work, you know, and, um, you know, it helps to like learn techniques, how to like release, relieve yourself of like that circle, you know, that snowball effect. It's just, it's just, but it takes time more than anything, time and experience, you know, like I've been working on this stuff since I was like 14, 15, you know, so that's when all these things were like becoming more apparent to me. And it's taken me like, you know, 13 years or so to get to this point where I'm like pretty comfortable to talk about it. I'm not ashamed of it, you know, and, and I'm still learning. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's all good. That's cool. That's a great way you put it, man. That's like, it doesn't go away. You just learn to deal with it better. You know, you got the experience and the wisdom. You're like, I can handle this. I definitely dig what you're saying. And for me too, sometimes it comes down to, um like uh like phases like i'll be cool for a while and then all of a sudden there's a period where like it, that's more difficult for me um the, right. the social anxiety thing or sometimes it just comes down to mood like if i'm in a good mood like everything's cool and like if i'm not in a good mood i just want to be at home in a dark room you know so right uh, it's yeah no, i hear you yeah, yeah. 
I hear you, man. It's, it's, uh, and it changes every day. Sometimes it changes throughout the day, you know? So I don't think we can ever, the main thing that I'm trying to, to learn is just like not to be too hard on myself whenever it's like one way or another, like, don't like allow that to be something that you take to heart and allow it to define yourself, you know? Cause I think it's so, it's one of those weird parts about life. You know, it's like when people, you can get compliments and compliments, but you remember the one criticism that somebody told you years ago forever, you know? And it's, it's just this weird thing that, that for some reason, people who have this aspect of their mentality, they just, you just got to work on it, you know? And I think just filtering those thoughts and learning to accept them and allow them to just pass through you is the best thing we can do, you know, because we aren't, we aren't our thoughts, you know, they're just something that happens. Same thing with our feelings. We are not our feelings. It's just all, it's all something that passes through us. And so, <laughs> yeah, he gets it. And, and we're, <laughs> we're imperfect beings, man. So like even people who don't deal with that, they're probably dealing with something else. And it's like, it's, it's good that more and more um, the stigma is being taken away from things like social anxiety and depression because these right. things do not define us. I am not defined by what I go through emotionally. I'm not defined by the hard times that I've had. Um, yeah. So it's, it's great that people are starting to talk about this. And there's still stuff that like, I don't really want to talk about. Um, of but, course, man. But, but you know, you try to, you try to be open and you try to talk with people at the very least understand that this is something that a lot of us share and that a lot of us can, can fight and can defeat, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it, it's, it's very comforting to know that you're not alone in the things that you feel and the things that you go through, because that's something that when you don't talk about it, it feels very isolating. You know, your brain's very good at making you feel like, it's just you and your brain in there, you know? And I think that, yeah, man, it's, it's so important that it's being talked about more openly from not a place of like, Oh, you're disabled because you go through this mentally or like, you know, like instantly jumping to like, Oh, you're crazy because you have these thoughts. It's like, Oh, everybody to a certain degree deals with these negative aspects of themselves, things that they'd rather not have to deal with. But, it's all a process, man. We're all just growing. And I think, you know, I've been dealing with this for, for a while and, and it's not like some days don't get the better of me, but I just try not to let anything be permanent, you know, just let everything be temporary and let it all pass through. And then sooner or later, everything evens out. <laughs> yeah. It's, and th like, that's a great way to put it too, man. Like, um, you got to tell yourself sometimes, like, it's not just how it's going to be now. It's going to be all right. right. You're going to make it through right. this. You've been through this before. You'll get through this again. Um, but it's tough, oh, especially, yeah. especially for the youth, man. The younger you are when you don't have the experience to, to get through. I mean, that's, right. a, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, totally, man. And I got to remind myself sometimes, too, that like not everybody has been exposed to the, the opportunity to reflect on themselves you know not everybody has really sat down and had that time whether it's just from the day-to-day -day grind or just not you know having so much going on that you just really don't have the time to get away and i'm very fortunate that i've like 
you know, I've gone to therapy, I've gone through these processes of like seeing people, talking to people and like learning how to control these aspects of myself and how to work through these emotions. And, you know, a lot of times, like, we just like, once I know that, that I went through a phase where I just assumed that everybody knows these things and I just was new to it. But, you know, more and more you realize that like some people can go like their whole lives and never learn how to deal with their anger, you know, never learn how to deal with their grief. And I think it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something that you can't ever be too hard on other people for how they respond to certain situations. Cause you, you really never can tell what someone's going through or where they're at mentally. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, for real. And it, and I hope we get to a point in society where we can all, we all feel comfortable being open in certain situations to get this stuff out. Cause sometimes just talking about it is, is enough. And so, you know, hopefully uh, yeah, agree, anyone man. going through these things can talk and we can just talk about it. And, um, you know, it's, it might not be a permanent fix, but we can get a little bit better every day, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the main goal is just try to be, you know, don't compare yourself to anyone else except for the person that woke up in your body yesterday. And that's as long as we stick to that, then it'll be a little bit easier, less stress for yourself, you know. And that's awful tough today, man. I mean, social media raises <clears throat> some standards that is, are very difficult for people to actually keep up with. Um, right. and you know, in, in some ways that can really be harmful to mental health. You know, it used to be when I was a kid, you know, you got to worry about being bullied by three kids at school. It's like, now you got to be worried right. about being bullied by 3 million fools on Twitter. So exactly, yeah. it's like, I, I really don't envy kids today, man. They, they have, um, there's a much bigger field of problems that they're dealing with. And I, and I hate it when I hear older folks rip on millennials and gen zers and say oh we had it much tougher than you it's like uh, maybe some things we had it tougher but <laughs> like in other things now nah, man like i would not have been a good person to have social media when i was 14 years old so right right know. right, right. <laughs> i even look at my stuff when i first got it and it's just embarrassing man it's, it's not it's not good but uh i probably shouldn't have had social media when i was a kid but uh but yeah no i definitely hear what you're saying it's crazy man it's it's to me, I'm, I'm always mind blown at how quickly children pick up all the technology. Like you remember how, I don't, you remember how long it took you to learn how to write. Remember how long it took you to learn, like how to put words together and stuff. And these kids like can't even do any of that. Like, but they can control a tablet. They can, they can run through their apps. They can look up stuff on YouTube. Like they can, you know, that's like, it's almost comes second nature and it's, it's, it's just crazy how fast it moves. You know, I, I always just laugh when I hear people compare the different generations and stuff. Cause it's even like, um, my parents' generation versus my generation, we were born into two completely different planets. Like you can't even compare the two places we were born into. Like, is it's not even, it's not even the same. Like the technology didn't exist. And then even like from me to like kids nowadays, it's like, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I remember like when my friend first got a cell phone in like middle school or like, you know what I mean? Going into high school. And I was like, dang. And then I remember like toward middle of high school, like I, I, I knew some kids with the iPhone and they could do their homework on their iPhone. And that like blew my mind, you know? And, uh, 
you know, so, so like, even then that was like the transition. Now these kids, like they all have the tablets, they all have the phones, they all have like social media. It's just, it's just, it's a different <laughs> world. You know, we can't, we can't compare each other. Cause it's like, it's just different, you know, like there's no way like someone who was born in like the eighties would look at the world the same way as someone who was born in the nineties would look and it goes on and on, you know? So it's just, it's funny to me, man. We're all, it's like, we get so caught up on like how we see things that we don't, we forget that it's like everything changes every day, you know? Oh yeah, man. And it's weird too. Cause like for like 5,000 years, there was basically nothing. It's like we, right. had, we had fire and the wheel and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's like the, yeah. the last these few- past few generations <laughs> is in it's, there's never been anything like it. So there's no, there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. That's like logical, but yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting, you know? And, and I think a lot of ways it's, it's beneficial having like all these abilities to connect with each other, learn from different like places and people and like connect from all around the world. Yeah. That's all beneficial. But I think there is still a lot to be said about like, you know, you got to develop your hardware as, as a human. Like, Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you know, the internet's like the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened right. <laughs> to humanity. But yeah, I mean, it's like, and for all these things, man, we can talk about all of these things, but like you were saying about developing heart, like of all these things we've talked about, there's still no substitute for toughness and Mm -hmm. knowledge and experience and wisdom. So it doesn't matter whether you were alive 2000 years ago or today, it's like, there is still, because those are human traits, human qualities, there's still no substitute for that, even in the, the, you know, advanced internet age. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent, man. And I think it's still very important to pay attention to all that stuff because it can only help you, you know, like having, you know, just, just knowledge, man. Like we, we have so much access to so much knowledge now. It's, it's incredible, but at the same time, it's distracting. Yeah. And you always got to make sure that the, the information is not misinformation or disinformation. So yeah. And who's to say, who's to say at this point? Is this true? I don't even know. I'll never exactly. know if that's I actually mean, true or not. So yeah. yeah, everything's funded by somebody. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard, man. I don't, I don't know. But I, again, it's just, it goes back to not being too hard on anybody for what they may believe for what, like where they're coming from. Just try to understand it as best you can. And whether or not you agree is, is that's, that's up to you. You know, that's whatever, but just don't be too hard on people. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. Human engagement is, is what's missing. Like we're so busy shouting things at each other these days. You know, you're wrong. I'm right. That we don't, we don't talk. We don't engage. And if you don't do that, then right. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who's on this side because there's always going to be plenty of people on all these different sides. If you really want progress, we got to talk. We got to sit down. Yeah. We got to all talk with each other, regardless of what your different views are. That's the only way anything ever gets worked out, man, is, is sit down and talk things out like, like adult human being. Yeah, man. It's all about having those uncomfortable conversations, man. Got to do it. Yeah. The more we avoid it, the more we just position ourselves to just start taking yeah. sides instead of just actually having the conversation where we can understand we're pretty close to the same side on most things. It's just, Oh yeah. You know, if like, we, like 98%, like we're all, yeah. like, we all want, you know, clean air, clean water, good schools, right. uh, safe roads. Like we all want pretty much the same stuff. It's just those few. And we got to figure out how to close the gap on those few, you know? Yeah, man. And people have different 
thoughts on the way things should be. But at the end of the day, it's this world is not for any one of us to decide how it should be. You know, it's we're all here together. So we got to make it work together. So that's a funny thing people forget, especially in a democracy. We forget that um, a lot of times the majority opinion is like what democracy and what what a representative government is based on. So we might not always like it. Sometimes you got to take an L. Like sometimes you just got to yeah. be like, you know, I lost on this one. But right. Um, but if we engage, maybe we can both find a way to get what we need out of this. Sometimes you know people are afraid of things, and you can find ways to uh, alleviate those fears through conversation and stuff, and get people closer together. So um, here's hoping, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, man. Uh, I want to. I want to <laughs> shift gears. We were getting real deep there, and I love that. I could do that all night. But I want to shift, shift gears <laughs> and, and keep the focus on your album because that's what we're here to do: is tell everybody about how freaking wonderful this album is. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to talk about the tune "Beautiful" and the thing that I really right. dig about this because I nerd out on on my ear will catch one thing, and I'll nerd out on that one thing for the entire tune. The drum patterns that are going on in "Beautiful." Um, <laughs> I, I love Fancy. this because it's, because it's it's you're getting that steady groove all the way through, right? You're getting that mm -hmm. underlying uh, drum theme throughout. But there's times where the, where it's a a simpler beat, and there's times where it's a more complicated beat. Was this was this Patrick was was this Patrick working that magic, or were you in the creation of this? Yeah, I mean the drums was something that we definitely spent a lot of time together. That was like the forefront of most of our sessions working together was solidifying the drum sound, you know, because I think that's the driving force behind especially a lot of reggae music, man. It's it's if your drum sound is off, it's the the whole like drive behind the song isn't there. But yeah, man, Patrick, he did he did a great job on that one. Uh, I do got to give him a lot of credit for mixing in a lot of different stuff like i kind of brought like the just the, like you're saying that driving force but that that's what he adds man that little sparkle those extra little hits the little there's what sounds like almost like a marching drum snare at a certain point it's like you know those little things is stuff that like you know he can hear where the direction that the song is trying to go in and he can just take it there you know and he's he's got that I don't know. He's just got that special something, man. And once again, I just got to give him credit. <laughs> well, that's the magic of a good producer because, you know, a lot of us could put together a beat and just keep that going throughout the whole tune. And it never really goes anywhere. And it never, but like someone, when you start noticing like subtle things, it's not really the big things. You're like, like we're all capable of the big things. It's that subtext that's like, that's where the pros really operate is the, right. is the subtleties, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's something that he really thrives on is that like setting the stage, you know, like creating the scene behind the song. And I think that that's, it's really important, man, because lyrics don't really hit home mm -hmm. if, if uh, the music is, is like clashing with it, you know, as far as like the energy, the, the way the song is flowing, you know, I think um, that's something he does very well. Uh, is listen to the lyrics and like have the movement of the song go with the lyrics. And that's, that's just super important, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm very lucky to be <laughs> working with them. I can't say it enough. Yeah. Well, no one's really, I mean, the harsh reality, especially for songwriters like you and I, the harsh reality is that the lyrics are 
often the least important thing. Like mm -hmm. you have to have the groove, you have to have a great melody. On top of that, it almost doesn't matter what we're singing about because if you have those things, you're going to have a great tune. You could have great lyrics and the track is boring and people right. are going to be like, uh, like whatever. So it's, it's so important. And I, I dig what you were saying about making sure the drums are always hot because yeah, man, uh, if you don't have drums, you don't have any, any style of music. If, if your drummer, yeah. if your drummer isn't getting it done or whatever, I mean, it's not, it's not moving. The, the music's not moving. Um, yeah. It, I want to, I want to shift gears again <laughs> as you do with the last track of the album, because when you get to daybreak, um, right. okay, now here's something else. It's not like anything that came before you go out with kind of this ethereal. Um, it's not acoustic, but it feels like it could be acoustic. You know what I'm saying? Right it's it's got like kind of a laid-back vibe it's a great i always like to do one or two things for the last track of an album i either want to go out on a basher or i right. want to go out on something like daybreak where it's like okay that was the album and now we're just kind of ease ourselves off into the sunset yeah and i think that's a great way of putting it man i i wanted to you know initially i had kind of thought of even starting the album like easing into it because it's like the daybreak you know but i think as we were kind of going through the songs and putting them together and trying to arrange like the journey of the album it seemed like there was no other way than to conclude it with this kind of just calm serene like and like you're saying you go off into the real world with that last feeling from the last song so if that's there's one thing you can take away from the album after listening front to back. I would like, I would, I'm completely satisfied with it being daybreak, like the message in that one being what people walk away from, take away from it, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's like the past is out of our hands, you know, tomorrow we can't understand, but right now just focus on trying to make it as positive as possible. And yeah, man, I think that was, that was, a uh, just, an, it was an incredible journey just making that song, you know, cause that was one that we knew we needed something kind of mellow on the album, like more, uh, almost acoustic, like you're saying. And, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, Patrick definitely takes us on a journey production wise. And then we brought in a guitarist, uh, Davin Dukusin and, uh, he, wrote that kind of like intro on the prelude that leads into daybreak yeah that's cool too and uh yeah man i think it kind of just sets the the scene you know because the the ambient noise that you hear in daybreak is actually the sound of a sunrise on maui in a, up in the mountains like where where my family lives and uh so it, it's just it's a really it's a really fun song to kind of just relax and put in the headphones and take yourself all the way through that journey of waking up in the mountains on Maui and just feeling like life is going to be all right. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Well, it's an excellent album. I strongly recommend this album. <laughs> it is, it is, it is interesting. And I mean that with the full weight of the word interesting <laughs> as in, as you're listening to this album, it keeps you interested. It keeps you wanting to see, okay, that's cool what's next like what's what's going to come next after this so like just 
just going straight down from track to track for me was like this is cool and i want to hear what the next track is like so um i really strongly recommend this album now often i like to ask one of my guests about the song they think might best give a ballpark definition of them as an artist so now that you have a whole new album of stuff to choose from if someone was to ask you hey man haven't heard your music what tune should i go listen to what would you tell them Oof, that's a tough one you know i think once the album is out i would probably refer them to just the title track all for love you know i think that's a general um it's just a, a good overview of like what i'm the message i'm trying to put across the different elements i'm trying to fuse together and yeah man i think i, I honestly like this whole group of songs i've never been so like proud and ready to kind of have these out there and so yeah i think all for love would be just the first place i would send them just straight up just the title track of the album right on right on well you should be proud man because it really is an excellent album uh i'm proud for you i think it's great um <laughs> thank you man. so so it is coming out march 11th uh tell yes. everyone where they can go pre-sales pre-saves all that stuff so they can the day it drops they'll already have it coming to them yeah, you can head to any of my social media, like on my Instagram, the link tree in there and the link in my bio on all of my social media should have access to um, the pre-save on iTunes and Apple Music. And then there's also a pre-save option for Spotify. So you can handle all of that. So the day it drops, you don't got to worry about it. It'll already be there for you. And I also want to say if you pre-order my album on Apple Music or iTunes, um, right now you'll get Keep You Warm and Stellar right now if you go pre-order it so that's two free tracks right now and then the rest of the album you get in a couple weeks oh that's cool that's a good offer right there yeah man i want to you know it's it's good that you brought up keep you warm earlier man because that's <laughs> one of the the ones i'm trying to promote so that's oh, cool well, it's funny i was gonna bring up stellar too but it's like so when i'm listening to the album and i'm making notes and stuff it's like i can't ask you about every single tune will be here forever so it's like which one i always go back and forth but stellar was was one of the ones i was going to ask you about so it's funny that, that that's on there too but yeah man, yeah, man. cool cool I, i'm always down to talk about any songs <laughs> like i can i can talk about this stuff all night so it, it, it's cool man i try to i try to stay focused it's not always easy for me because i just get excited talking about music so uh I know I've kept you here longer than I said I would, <laughs> but I appreciate you hanging out, man. I appreciate you coming back to talking reggae. And um, so what, what's next? Like, what's, what's up with the rest of you for 2022? You know, I'm trying to plan some shows. I'm trying to, I've got already like another group of songs in the works. So there's always more music on the way. Um, it's just, it's a process, you know, it's a tedious process of uh, getting stuff out, promoting it properly and then uh, supporting it. and. Like I said, I do want to stay focused on this group, this group of songs right now because I've never been so proud of these. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be more music. I've got uh, a festival in April out in Arizona that I'm going to be playing at the Viva Arizona uh, Festival. And yeah, man, I'm stoked to... That's going to be my first time getting my own uh, set on a festival. So that'll be fun. I'm going to also be playing with uh, some different artists that weekend. So I'll be, I'll be there all weekend. I was just uh, fortunate to back uh, Mr. Kevin Kinsella here in San Diego recently over the weekend. And we played uh, a show at Winston's and then we did a private party and then 
last night we just recorded with Ian Young down at Imperial Sound. So that was that was a really fun time. I love making new connections with new artists. So yeah, man, I hope to just keep connecting with new people, keep having conversations with guys like you and you know, keep growing this this network and man, hopefully I make it out your way to play some shows too. I love Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. That would be super cool. Man, thanks so much for coming by. Congrats on the album. Congrats on Viva Arizona next month. And keep up the great work, man. And make sure you come back to talking reggae at some point, okay? Yes. Thanks so much for having me. No worries, man. Dylan Keave, thanks, brother. Go and check out the album All for Love. Get your pre-sales, get your pre-saves. And uh, okay. man, we'll talk again soon, all right? Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, brother. One love. Say goodbye until the next time we laugh together again. I'm so grateful this time I've had with you, my friend. Little days and nights with music and never feel the rain. Sweet life is only just one. Night.